0: There have been several different points in my life where something really catapulted my growth, where I'm steadily growing in my walk with the Lord, but then there's these little blurps on the screen that jump out as, yes, that time period right there, for certain reason, really jumped my growth up another level. And today I am so excited, I'm going to share in this episode, one of the simplest things I've Ever done that, probably had one of the biggest impacts in my growth in my walk with the Lord, and I know it will do that for you too. And anybody at any age can do this. I'm so excited! Stay tuned. Welcome to the Intertwined Life Podcast. I am your host, Jenny Zentz. I am a wife and a mom on a mission. I've got a passion to help women discover practical ways to apply the power of God's Word to our everyday stuff. I truly believe that our walks with the Lord should be seamlessly intertwined with our everyday lives. It should affect every move we make and every breath we take. So come on, let's do life together. You've got this because He's got you. Hey guys, happy spring. I hope your spring is off to a great start. I am actually doing a re-air. This episode is one I did back um, towards the beginning of the podcast. It was episode number 13 originally, and it is just so powerfully true and powerfully simple. I love it when things are deep, but not heavy. You know what I mean? Like they make a profound impact, but they're not hard to bear. And this episode is all about a simple practice to radically grow in your faith. And it is so stinking true. And it's about getting into the word and whether you have been growing with the Lord and in the word for a long time, or you're just now kind of considering this whole relationship with Jesus thing, you're going to get something out of this episode that will kind of give you a boost. And The fact is the whole reason I do this podcast, the whole reason I feel like the Lord has put the passion and desire in my heart to speak and teach to women is because when it all comes down to it, when everything else is gone, we individually for ourselves have to be in the word of God. We're told that the truth will set us free. The truth is the word of God. If we know the truth, if we know the word, we can be set free from everything. We do not have to be a slave to sin. We do not have to be a slave to our desires. We don't have to be a slave to our emotions and our circumstances. And it can be so hard to figure out how to get out of those things. But the beauty of it is, if we know the truth, if we're in the word of God, freedom is a natural byproduct of that growth in the Lord, knowledge of him, assurance of our daily calling and what we're supposed to do and how we're supposed to walk, it will flow so much more naturally when we are simply stopping and being in the word. And that may sound churchanese, you know, it may sound difficult, but listen, like I did, I did an episode not long ago called Just Show Up. And I believe it was just the beginning of this year. So if you haven't listened to that episode, go back and listen to that one too. We do not bear the burden of understanding the word, of making, and when I say the word, I mean the Bible, okay? (laughs) I'm talking about reading the Bible. And we do not bear the burden of making it make sense. We just show up. And this episode is a super simple way to just show up and lay the responsibility for all of it working at the feet of Jesus, because the father just wants us to hang out with him. And then the overflow of what he puts into our hearts, it's from that overflow that we can walk with faith and passion and excitement and confidence in our life and peace. Even if we don't feel like we know the next thing to do, we can still rest knowing that when he wants us to know something, he'll show it to us. But if we're not constantly having that relationship with him on our own, I'm not talking about going to church and going to Bible study. Those are great. But I'm talking about on our own, being still, letting him speak to our hearts and just be in his presence. And that sounds hard. I'm telling you, you don't have to do it. You just show up. If we're not doing that, we can't really have that assurance and that confidence in those times when we really don't know what to do. But if we are, we can just rest in that. And then we can know that he'll make his will, his way, his, his purpose, his plan clear to us in his perfect timing. If we're giving him that opportunity by just showing up, spending time with him, reading the scripture so we know his character and we can more clearly hear and identify his voice when he speaks to us. This, I mean, this walk with the Lord, guys, this Christian faith, it is exciting and it is awesome and it is powerful. And it can take, I guess, some effort and some work. it I would say it takes intentionality. Just be intentional about showing up in your walk with the Lord and let him do all the heavy stuff. You know, making it all happen and making us understand it and making us crave it and desire it. Give that to Him. It's exciting. It really is. And my passion for the Word and my passion for the Lord and the work that He does and for people to get it, you can have that passion too. And maybe your passion won't be as crazy as mine and blah, because I know I get really carried away. (laughs) And we don't all have that same personality style but there's no reason that you can't have the same desire for the things of God that I do. It's just showing up and letting him make those seeds of faith grow deep in our hearts. That's what he desires to do. He is pleased to do it, and I'm telling you, life looks so different when we're going to him first and then looking to our circumstances. So, listen to this bleh, listen to this episode. Enjoy this episode gain some inspiration, share this episode, please, no matter where someone is in their walk with the Lord, help me get the word out. Guys, I don't like social media. I like some things. It is where I have made some incredible connections. The Lord has used Instagram to connect me with people I can't believe I'm connected with but I don't like trying to publicize and post and I do it some, but it's not good. And I feel like I'm spinning my wheels and two people see it for three seconds. And you know, it's just crazy. So if you will help me share the word about the podcast, the best thing you can do is just share it with a friend. Just tell somebody about it, post it on social media, whatever it is, if it means something to you and you're getting something out of it, send it to someone else who might also get something out of it. And so actually right now, until April 15th of 2022. I'm doing a giveaway. So Karen Stubbs, who I had on the last episode, if you did not hear that, go back and listen to it. She is a rock star. We've talked about all things motherhood for every stage of motherhood, from wanting to be a mom to being a grandmother. And there's great stuff in there. And she has a book and it is called Moments of God. Sorry. It is called Moments with God for Moms. And it is a daily devotional with short moments of just pause for moms, even in the busiest seasons of life so that they can take this break and really tune into the Lord. And it's really good. So I'm going to give away three copies of this book and all you have to do to be entered in the giveaway between now and April 15th, 2022 is go on um, Apple, Apple podcast, rate and or review the podcast, hopefully five stars, but whatever you feel led and take a screenshot of your review and post it on uh, Instagram or Facebook and tag me at Jenny Zents. When I see that, I'll enter you to win. And if you have already done a review for me, thank you. And all you have to do to be entered is take a screenshot of the review you've already written and post it, tagging me at Jenny Zents. or you can take a picture of Yourself listening to your favorite episode, or share anything about the episode or about the Intertwined Life Podcast on social media and tag me, and I'll enter you in the drawing for one of three copies of Moments with God for Moms by Karen Stubbs. All right, guys, enjoy this episode, and I will see you in a couple of weeks. Okay, guys, welcome to episode thirteen. Um so in that intro I listened to it and I said blurp. I don't even know what a blurp is. I think I was like combining blip and blurb, but instead of re-recording the whole thing, I'll just let you laugh at me and we'll just go from there. But I am really excited about this episode. It is something that's been in my heart and my mind for a while. And the whole point of this podcast is to encourage Whoever is listening, hopefully there are a few of you out there, whoever's listening to really grow in your walk with the Lord, but not just like your walks over here and your other life is over here. It's the power that comes from living what I call an intertwined life. When your walk with the Lord and your everyday life is seamlessly intertwined. And that is the way I believe we are meant to live. You know, the scripture tells us to pray without ceasing, rejoice always, give thanks in all things, all things, always, without ceasing, just, you should just go through your day and your heart should be constantly communing with your creator. And that may sound like this lofty dream because you're thinking, okay, I go to church on Sunday and that's all good and well, but then by the time I get home and make lunch or change diapers or do 15 loads of laundry or you know everybody needs something and I fall into bed late and I wake up the next morning and I'm already behind and that just doesn't work around here. You may be thinking that whatever state your life is in, but I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it doesn't have to be that way. And I can be honest with you that I am in total transparency. I am struggling like crazy right now to just not live under this whole spirit and feeling of constant overwhelm. My heart and my soul constantly feels burdened and overwhelmed by all the ideas and thoughts I have of what to do and what to create and what to share and how to plug in with my kids and how to be a great wife to my husband and how to have my house look just right and how to reach others with the power of the word of God and all these things are like swirling inside of me and yet my drive and my energy level are not matching those things. So I'm sitting there overwhelmed, like mentally exhausted, physically fatigued, and then just feeling this guilt of not actually accomplishing any of that. So I'm sure that I'm not the only one walking through this phase, but here's what I know. What I know is that Christ came, John 10, 10, he said he came that we may have and enjoy our lives um, to abundance that we may have an abundant life. The Amplified says that we may have and enjoy our lives to the full till they overflow. Not like someday when we get to heaven, but right here and now. And I truly, truly, truly believe that. And Jesus told us to take his yoke on us and that his burden is light and it's easy to be born. We're told in First Peter to cast our cares. The Amplified says once and for all, on God because he cares for us. So I often say we have to stand on what we know, regardless of how we feel. What I know is that even though I feel overwhelmed and honestly just like I want to crawl into bed and sleep because I don't want to feel the feelings anymore, you know, and just being real with you right now. I know that's how I feel. That's how I felt for, unfortunately, a lot longer than I want to admit. And some days are better than others, and some weeks are better than others, and some times of the month are better than others. But we have to stand on what we know, regardless of how we feel. So what keeps me putting one foot in front of the other is that I know the promises in the word of God. I know that Jeremiah 29.11 tells me that he knows the plans he has for me and they are good. They are good to give me a hope and a future. And so I have to go back to that. I go back to what David said. My soul, why are you so downcast within me? I will hope in the Lord. I will praise him. I will remember and recount the things that he has done. See, it's not that we never face are giants. It's not that we never come up against Goliath. But when David, he ran towards the battle line, talking about the victories that God had given him in the past. And I can stand in the midst of the giants of my feelings, my overwhelm, my anxiety, my frustrations, whatever it is, and yet stand on what I know what I know the scripture says, that I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. But the only way that we can stand in the midst of our mess and the only way that we can allow our mess to be our message, I don't share these things with you guys because I have it all figured out. I share this stuff because I'm in the midst of it. And these are the things that the Lord speaks to my heart. So it's because I have so many problems and so many issues that I have so much to share. And we can make a choice. We can decide to let our struggles completely knock us down, or we can turn those over to God in what I call the ultimate backfire. Satan would love for us to curl up in a corner and lick our wounds. Or we can say, God, here's my mess. Here's my broken pieces, but I'm going to throw them at your feet and I'm going to live my life as an open book. And I'm not going to try to pretend to always have it all together. I'm going to let you use this crazy mess and these issues I have to reach other people, however you can use it. And that's when our life becomes powerful. Not when we're on the other side and walking in that victory with no issues. It's continuing to walk through even with the issues that then the world can see our strength is not in ourselves. It is in our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. It is in the fact that the Holy Spirit of the Almighty God who raised Jesus from the dead lives on the inside of me. And that is why I can get up and keep going. And even if I lost five out of seven days last week to wallowing in my self-pity and my overwhelm, that I can still get back up. Proverbs says the righteous man falls seven times, but he gets back up. Our, our power and our message is not in never falling down; it's in the getting back up. Man, I am ready to preach today. <laughs> I hope, I hope you're listening. I hope somebody out there is listening. Um, do me a favor. You see those three little dots, or whatever you know platform you are listening on. Will you click share? Will you either share it to social media? But even more powerful, I think, than that is text a friend. Just say, hey, I'm listening to this. I think you might enjoy it and shoot it over to somebody. Help me get this out there because I'm not good at figuring out how to get it found. But I want, I want us to work together to inspire each other and others and pull people along together with us because we are stronger when we do this together. This episode today, I'm excited about. I think it is going to give you a very... Simple, powerful tool that you can use to really, really, really get your um, walk with the Lord up a notch, kick it up a notch, okay, and get it ingrained and saturated. This is about marinating in the Word of God, okay. Not a lot of things to do for on your part. A lot of times we're like, "Well, I read it, I don't get it. How do I study the Bible?" Okay, it is simply going over it over and over and over again. I've been talking a lot about um, hashtag intertwined life. I would love for you to use that on the social media channels and tag me at Jenny Zents. Finding ways, not adding a lot to our to-do list, but finding ways to incorporate more of God's word into our everyday life. And that can look like writing down a verse that you're trying to memorize on a few three by five note cards and putting one next to your toothpaste, putting one next to your coffee pot, setting one when you and the kids have breakfast every morning. I I do this still. And I started doing this. um, Oh gosh, it almost makes me want to cry. I've been, um, my kids right now are eight and almost 11 and they're awesome and amazing and I love it. But my heart has been kind of, I don't know, reminiscing about the days of the littles. And I was exhausted and I had just as many issues, if not more. (laughs) But the power of watching my children get it, watching how much those little minds could absorb and take in the word of God. So awesome to see. And I'm going to tell you right now, if your kids can talk, they can quote scripture. And that may sound like a high lofty thing, but there are so many easy ones. Like the first one that comes to my mind to start with is Proverbs 3, 5, trust in the Lord with all your heart. I mean, that is so simple for littles to remember. And you write that note card and you put it on the kitchen table, and every time you give that little kiddo breakfast, lunch, dinner, you read it. Proverbs three five. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. You're driving down the road. Use what the late and wonderful Zig Ziglar called "Drive Time University," talking about utilizing that time in the car to learn and grow. Um, at the time when he was talking about all this, it was using cassette tapes, if you remember those, <laughs> and uh, playing whatever it was you wanted to learn about and using that to educate yourself it's a great way to memorize scripture and to help our kids memorize scripture writing down the road i don't encourage you to like read note cards but scripture that you've been working on that you remember you can say those together john 3:16 for god so loved the world that he gave his only son you can just start with the first part of john 3:16 right it's amazing to watch it be absorbed it's amazing so There are so many easy ways to have an intertwined life, to incorporate the word of God in everyday life. Again, if you're doing it, take a picture of where you've stuck a note card or how you've been incorporating that. Use the hashtag intertwined life, post it on Facebook and Instagram, tag me at Jenny Zents. I want to see it and I want us to encourage our friends and others. So when they're like, what was that hashtag intertwined life thing? You can tell them. It's all about finding simple ways to get more of God's word into what we're already doing in our everyday lives. Okay? So that's what this is about. So what I want to share with you today is one simple practice that I learned 15 years ago that had a huge impact to the point that I have never forgotten it and I constantly think about it. I got this practice from a very small book that, honestly, I'm not sure. I will have to go and see how long ago it was written. But I know that all I could remember is my wonderful roommate at the time, Becky. Hi, Becky, I love you. <laughs> she has been such a good friend for so long. When I had moved to DC in 2005 and started working in January of 05 when I first moved to DC as an intern and then went into a full-time with that uh, nonprofit where we were working, Becky and I were roommates. That's how we met. 15 years later, living states apart and lives on different paths, our friendship is still strong and it is such a blessing. Well, Becky had this book and all I could remember is I actually sent her a text just yesterday morning. And I told her, Becky, you have to help me figure out what book this was. If you even still have it, you had a book. It was a skinny little book. I think the cover might've been black. It said something about God's will in the title. I think it was John MacArthur, but I'm not sure. And I actually thought that the part I remembered was the whole theme of the book. And she texted me, and I'm going to actually read you this excerpt, but she found the book on her shelf. Um, Sure enough, the title is Found, God's Will. God Wants to Give Your Life Direction and Purpose, and it is by John MacArthur, who has put so many um, great studies out there. If you listen to him, or you find something by him, or you get his study Bible, all these options, he has lots of good stuff out there to help you dig deeper into the Word of God. Well, this book that was probably published quite a while ago, she sent me the picture, and it is literally one, two, three, three and a half pages in this book. It's not a very long book. It's a really quick read. But to me, I thought that this practice was the whole thing of the book because I have never forgotten it. And it had this huge impact. And yet it's only three and a half pages. So I'm going to actually read this excerpt to you. And then we're going to talk a little bit about it. Okay, starting with page 28 of the book found God's will by John MacArthur, under the heading filled with the word. The curious thing is that Colossians 3 has the same list, submission, speaking in psalms and spiritual songs, wives submitting, husbands loving, children obeying, parents not provoking, servants, masters. Only here, Paul does not link such living to the filling of the Spirit. He says it is the result of letting the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. That's Colossians 3.16. Do you see what the spirit-filled life is? Is it being saturated with the things of Christ, with his word, with his person? You might say, well, you know, I'd like that. I'd like to be saturated with Christ. How do I do that? The only way is to study the book that discloses all he is. You say, I tried reading the Bible, but I didn't get anything. Let me share how I study the Bible and how the Bible has come alive to me. I began in 1 John. One day, I sat down and read all five chapters straight through. It took me 20 minutes. Reading one book straight through was terrific. The books of the Bible weren't written as an assortment of good little individual verses. They were written with flow and context. The next day, I sat down and read 1 John straight through again. The third day, I sat down and read 1 John straight through. The fourth day, straight through again. The fifth day, I sat down and read it again. I did this for thirty days. Do you know what happened at the end of thirty days? I knew what was in first John. Someone says to you, Where in the Bible does it talk about confessing our sins? You see a mental image of first John, first chapter, right hand column, halfway down, depending on your Bible. What does it say to where does it say to love not the world? Second chapter, right-hand column, halfway down. Where does it talk about sin unto death? Chapter 5, last page. You know First John. Next, I went to the Gospel of John. I divided the Gospel of John into three sections of seven chapters each. I read the first seven chapters for 30 days, the next seven for the next 30 days, and the last seven for 30 days. In 90 days, I had read the entire Gospel of John 30 times. Where does it talk about the good shepherd? Chapter 10, right-hand column. Starts in the middle, goes down. Flip the page, go on down. Where does it talk about the vine and the branches? Chapter 15. Where does it talk about Jesus's friend? Chapter 15. Over in the next column and a little farther down. Where does it talk about Jesus's arrest in the garden? Chapter 18. The restoration of Peter? John 21. The woman at the well? John 4. The bread of life, John 6. Nicodemus, John 7. The wedding at Canaan, John 2. You might say, my, you are smart. No, I am not smart. I read it 30 times. Even I can get it then. Isaiah said to learn precept upon precept, line upon line, here a little and there a little. That's from Isaiah 28, verses 10 through 13. Then you have hidden it in your heart. After a while, you are no longer a concord or er, you are no longer a concordance cripple. The more you study the Word of God, the more it saturates your mind and life. Someone is reported to have asked a concert violinist in New York's Carnegie Hall how she became so skilled. She said that it was by planned neglect. She planned to neglect everything that was not related to her goal. Some less important things in your life could stand some planned neglect so that you might give yourself to studying the Word of God. Do you know what would happen? The more you would study the Word of God, the more your mind would be saturated with it. It will be no problem then for you to think of Christ. You won't be able to stop thinking of Him. To be Spirit-filled is to live a Christ-conscious life, and there is no shortcut to that. You can't go and get yourself super dedicated to live a Christ conscious life. The only way you can be saturated with the thoughts of Christ is to saturate yourself with the book that is all about him. And this is God's will that you not only be saved, but that you also be spirit filled. Oh my gosh, guys, I can't tell you. Um, like I said, that that jumped out at me so much that I actually thought the whole book was about that, <laughs> and apparently it's only three and a half pages. But there is so much power in that simple practice. I had been studying the word for, gosh, how old was I at the time? I'd been studying the word for at least fifteen years. I accepted Christ right after I turned seven. Um. And at that point, when I found this scripture 15 years ago, it was at least 15 years that I had been regularly a student of the word because that was a craving that I kind of naturally had. Okay. And I'm not saying everyone naturally has that craving, but what I can tell you is you cannot crave something you haven't tasted. And Psalms 34 says, Taste and see that he is good. And then we're also told that we should crave the things of God. And I'm telling you, once you get a taste of something, you start to crave it because you know how good it is, okay? So this is a great starting point if you've never really dug in, if you're looking to grow your faith, maybe perhaps for the first time past accepting him and going to church on Sunday. But you know what? If you've been walking with the Lord for decades and you've been growing, but you just are ready to kind of jump to that next level, this will do that because Hebrews 4.12 tells us that the word of God is alive and active. And we are told in Isaiah 55.11 that his word that he sends out will not return void, but it will do that for which he sends it out to accomplish. We have promises. We, If we know the scripture and we know those promises, we can stand on what we know regardless of how we feel. So if you feel like your spiritual life is dull, or the Bible is hard to understand, or any of those things, stand on what you know. Stand on the fact that God said is alive and active. And I promise you that it's not your job to understand it, to get it, to make it work. That's God's job. Our job is just to get it in us. Okay? This is so simple. So here's my challenge to you. You don't have to do a whole book every day for 30 days. I would challenge you to do that if you can. When I read this, I believe I started with, goodness, I did this several times through for probably a year or year or so after reading this book. I know I did the book of James, Ephesians. I think I did Philippians. I may have done 1 John. I did quite a few different ones, and I did not necessarily have the time to sit down and read a whole book through in one setting every day. So what I actually did when I was working in the corporate world, yes, as my children were like, "Oh, you had a job?" Yes, when I had a job. <laughs> I kept the Bible um gate, Bible Gateway, I guess, open on my desktop and I would do work and every time I'd take a, a little break, get go to go the bathroom, stretch, grab another cup of coffee, whatever it was, I would read you know, 5 minutes or something until every day I had read all the way through it. Um, I think I even printed some of it off so that I could read and know how long I had read. As a mom, um, especially when I had littles, but I still do this. I keep books in my bathroom to encourage myself to get at least like 10 pages a day in the book I'm reading or whatever. And I I have, this may be TMI, but I've got a bladder the size of a, like a pea. So I am always in the bathroom. <laughs> so if every time I go in the bathroom, I read one page, I get through the books I'm trying to read. And I know the children follow you to the bathroom. I know that. I know that. But, you know, you can even keep your Bible in your bathroom. And every time you go in there, read some of it. Just make sure that every day you get through the section you're planning to read for the day, okay? So you know where you are in your walk. I am challenging um, anyone listening to this who wants to do this with me, what my family is doing right now. And I have a beautiful group of young girls that I have had the privilege of leading in Bible study for three years now. Them um, and their moms come with them. We meet once a month at the house. It's It's been amazing. It's been so wonderful. And I'm challenging them to use the book of Philippians right now to apply this practice. And I'm actually breaking that down into small chunks for two weeks at a time, okay? So you can apply this however works for you. What we're gonna do is we're looking at, for instance, right now, we are in our first part. So we're doing Philippians chapter one, verses one through 14, okay? And then we're gonna do that every day for two weeks. My challenge to them is read that every day for two weeks. Then the next two weeks, read Philippians chapter one, verses 15 through 30, you know, and break those down and do that for two weeks every day. This practice, I'm telling you guys, is amazing. Now, if you want to really, really, really like settle in to this time of study, which I highly recommend, the best way to do this is to find, we find time for the things that are important to us. We just do. We just do. When I'm excited about a project, I find time to do it when I've got something I want to do, but I think I should do, but I just can't really find the motivation, it's like, oh, I just don't have time. But I actually know that yeah, it's probably because I'm just not making it you know, a priority. So find that time. If that means getting up before anybody else is up, I know that's not easy, but I'm telling you it's powerful. Go for it. If that means sneaking off to the bathroom while daddy takes care of a few things in the evening... Go for it. Whatever it means, whatever you have to do, make this happen. Okay, make it happen. Get saturated in the word. You won't regret it. So, if you really want to take us to the next level, you know, gather some tools. Get, if you don't have a good study Bible, the Life Application Study Bible is awesome. I used that um, at the student version growing up. Michaela has it in the kids' version, the girls' version. They have a girls' version, a boys' version, a teen version. I used the adult version for a while. I think Tim might have that one. I also, what I have been using for the last several years is Joyce Meyer's Enjoy Every Day Study Bible, which is Amplified Classic Version, and it has her teaching notes. I've really enjoyed that. Find a good study Bible. Bible that has different concordance or different um, notes in it and things to really help you dig even deeper as you're studying. Find a good Bible, get a highlighter, get a highlighter, make your Bible yours, okay? It is meant to be studied and devoured, okay? Open that scripture and dig in. When something jumps out at you, highlight that sucker so that later when you're feeling dry you open that up and there it is. Okay. And then it jumps out at you all over again. Highlight right in the margins, make it yours. It is your tool. It is your tool. And it is supposed to get deep down inside of you. So dig in, get a, a dollar composition book, right? Where you can just write what comes to your mind or write scripture verses that jump out at you. Get those three by five note cards. There's a verse that jumps out, write it down a few times, put it around your house, get a dry erase marker, write that scripture that jumps out at you on your bathroom mirror. Okay. Really, 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 really be active in your pursuit of learning his word and hiding it in your heart. Okay. Get a cup of coffee, get a blanket, find a spot where you want to curl up. Okay. Make this a thing, right? Make this a thing. But again, if you just aren't finding the time to set up this beautiful little moment in this little space in your house to have this little time. That's okay. Make it happen though. Make it happen. If you've got to carry it with you and keep that app open on your phone, I do encourage you to as much as possible read out of the actual Bible with papers, with pages, because there's something about just holding that word of God and seeing it and highlighting in it. There's something about that. There really is. Um, But That doesn't mean you can't keep that app open on your phone and read every time you have a second, okay? Set a timer to go off every hour and read for five minutes on the hour every hour, whatever it takes to get it done. Select the section you're going to read, dig in. Now, I promise you that you will start accidentally learning this stuff. And when you need it, it will come up in your heart, okay? And when you least expect it, you'll be like, whoa, right? Something's going to come to your remembrance. And do you know why? Because that is another promise. In John 14, Jesus promised us that the Holy Spirit, this is uh, verse 26 of John 14, he tells us that the Holy Spirit that he would send would act on his behalf and would teach us all things and would remind us, cause us to remember all the things that he had told us. But I always say we cannot be reminded of things we have not given mind to. Plant the word in your heart, and let him do the work of making it grow, okay? He will, he will, just show up, all right? I'm telling you, you're gonna see this and it's gonna be so exciting. Now, a couple tips, if you are trying to figure out how to make this not get mundane, okay? The first week, probably reading these scripture, it's gonna take a little bit more mental capacity because it's new and you're going over it and going over it and going over it. But after the first few days or after the first week, you may find yourself reading it and not even really paying attention, almost like how you drive your car home the same way every day. And then one day you pull into your garage and don't remember driving at all, (laughs) right? And you just, oh my gosh, I didn't even realize I was doing that because I'm on autopilot. So to keep it fresh, that's good on one hand, right? Because it means you're really learning it. But to keep it fresh and to keep your depth of knowledge and your understanding of the passage growing, one thing I recommend is if you get to that point, you can read it in different versions, okay? Let's be honest. Many of us listening right now probably have three or four different versions of the actual hard copy Bible laying around our house. That's awesome. But you have the YouVersion Bible app. You have Bible Gateway on your computer. You can use those things. To look at the other versions. If you read it in the New King James, jump over, read the ESV, check out the New Living, try out the Amplified, you know, whatever. Keep it fresh. See the different perspectives. Be reading it from different angles so you can get a greater breadth of all that is being said and taught here and ingrained in you. You can also even listen to it, right? And this is great with the kids because there are so many different ways we learn right so listen to it on the bible app several other versions you can listen to did you know that if you go to the bible app on your phone the UVersion bible app and you pull up for instance the nlt the new living translation there's a little microphone or speaker looking thing you push that and it will actually play the scripture for you with dramatization i think it has music and everything that is so cool so if you get to where it's kind of you're starting to feel numb to it play it out loud. If you have those days where you can't seem to get it in your mind, play it. If you're like, you know, you can't seem to stop what you're doing because you've just got a really busy day, play it. If you're driving down the road, play it. These are you, there's no excuse for not getting it done. Okay. There's no way. And it's, like I said, it's great for our kids. This is so, so awesome. Another powerful way to keep your mind engaged is to read it out loud or to write it. I know that sounds like a lot, but that can be really powerful because we, we learn so many different ways, right? We learn by seeing, by hearing, by writing. These are all ways that we learn. And everyone has a, a way or two that's kind of more effectual for them than others. But this is awesome. So I encourage you, try these different things. Don't let it feel mundane. But I promise the more you do it, the more you're going to see it happen. It's so exciting. So let's, oh, here's another, another tip for keeping you focused. So I've, I've heard before that Jerry Seinfeld, <laughs> that when he, in order to keep himself motivated and working on his jokes, he puts a check on his calendar every day that he writes a joke and his goal is to write a joke every day. And then the more checks you get, the more you don't want to break that chain, right? Right. This can be very powerful. In our house, one of us was dealing, I'm going to be vague, but one of us was dealing with just a habit, like a bad habit we were having trouble breaking. And so the goal was to every day put a sticker on the calendar for each day that you don't do this. And if you successfully can string together 30 days of not doing this bad habit, then there was a, a prize at the end, you know, a motive, something to motivate And now those stickers on that calendar are well over 100 days and going strong. There's something to that. So I would challenge you to grab some little stickers or just use the mark, whatever it is. And every time you do your Bible reading that you're supposed to read for the day, put a sticker up there, put a mark up there. Don't break that chain, right? There's so many ways we can kind of mess with ourselves (laughs) to keep us motivated and have a friend or a group join you. Share this challenge, share this episode, come together as a group. But the main point is keep it simple. Read your Bible, okay? Read the scripture. So many times I feel like we want to overcomplicate things or we want to wait for just the right way or just the right study or just the right opportunity or just the right setting. Just read it. Just read it and trust that the Holy Spirit will make it do the work it is intended to do. Just read it, all right? And wherever you are in your walk with the Lord, I guarantee you will see growth by marinating in His Word, being saturated with the Word of God. And it is exciting to feel and to watch and for other people to see happening inside of us as well. I'm going to be doing this right now with Philippians and my Uh, Kiddos are doing it too, and it's just exciting. So hang in there, keep it simple. Know that we are told in Ephesians, where Paul talks about the armor of God, that the only weapon we have to fight against the attacks of the enemy and the struggles of this world is the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. I've said it before, I'll say it again. If we do not know the word of God, we do not have anything to fight with, right? You cannot stand on what you know regardless of how you feel if you don't know the things you need to stand on, right? Know the promises in the word of God and they will awaken a power, a passion, and a confidence inside of you that you could never have drummed up on your own. All the self-help, help, self-help books in the world cannot get you on the firm, strong foundation of standing on the word of God. So I hope you will take on this challenge. I hope you will give this a try. I hope you will apply this super simple practice to your everyday life that is going to really, really create true and lasting growth. Okay. It's going to affect every move you make and every breath you take. I promise, because that is just the God we serve. So I hope you enjoyed this. Go out there, intertwine that life of yours. Love that husband. Love those kids. Love those neighbors. Let your light so shine. Matthew five sixteen. this is Jesus sitting on the mount, talking to the people. Let your light so shine before men that they will see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. It's not about having all the right words. Sometimes words are needed and necessary and very helpful, but more than anything, just walk it out. Just live your life in a way that the light of Jesus shines through you. Hide his word in your heart. It will shine through you. It will splash on other people. Psalms 34 tells us that those who look to him were radiant. We will radiate the love of God. If we just hide his words in our heart, if our one-on-one relationship with the Lord is growing and strong, other people cannot help but see it because that spring of living water that Christ puts in us will just be oozing out of us. Okay. So take it down to the simple basics, get in the word and let God do the work until next time. Have an awesome, awesome week. I love you guys. And let me just pray real quick. Lord God, I just thank you for your power. I thank you for a microphone. I thank you for those listening. I thank you for the fact that your word has power and your your truth, God, is something we can stand on no matter what is going on around us. No matter how, how crazy our times, no matter how fearful we may feel, thank you that we can stand on the fact that you are in complete control and this world is not our home. And you have called us to rise up as a generation that shines your light in a dark world. And Lord, I pray that we will just get into your word, knowing that when your word gets into us, then real power begins to happen. Real change begins to happen. Lord, just use us in spite of our mess, right where we are. Thank you that when we draw near to you, you draw near to us. Thank you that you have a plan and a purpose. God, we just praise you for your son. Lord, Jesus, thank you for coming and dying for us. Thank you that when we put our faith in you, we have nothing left to do because we can't be good enough. We can't do enough good. We can't make ourselves pure. We just have to say yes to Jesus. And then he gives us that righteousness. He took our sins and he gives us his righteousness so that when you, Lord God, look at us, you see him first and we are joint heirs with him. And we stand before you holy and blameless and you delight in us as your children. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. Help us take a deep breath. Stand up straight and know that we are children of the most high God, that the power that raised Christ from the dead lives on the inside of us. And because of that, we can do whatever you have called us to do by the strength of Jesus working on the inside of us. We pray these things in His mighty, precious, and awesome name. Amen. Hey friend, if you enjoyed this episode and you got some good stuff out of it, there's a few options you have. One, you could click that little subscribe button. Because let's be honest, who's got time to remember to... check back and see if there's a new episode right so click that subscribe button and then when a new episode comes up it will just by the magic of the internet pop up in your dropbox and it'll be right there for you whenever you're ready and also if you would review this podcast Oh my gosh, if you like what you heard, get on there, give it a five-star review. If you didn't like what you heard, just pretend it never happened, okay? (laughs) But if you would do um, a review for me, just take a couple seconds and do that. Not only would I be crazy excited, but also it would just be a great way for us to partner together for you to help this podcast be seen by more women out there, and you could be a part of helping more women discover these practical ways to apply God's Word to just everyday stuff. So I would love it, love it, love it if you could help me out in one of those two ways.